If you're an artist or a creative who's interested or curious about what goes on in the world of business and technology, or you're a technology entrepreneur who would be interested in being closer with fashion designers and musicians, then this show is for you because it's conversations with the coolest people making it happen at the forefront of technology, culture, business, and the arts. The intersection is a bridge of trust, camaraderie, and open-heartedness between circles and networks that normally wouldn't be together. I'm trying to change that. We're trying to change that. Welcome. Uh, here Funny we are, dude. everybody, back yeah, today dog. at the intersection. Yes, at the intersection of technology and culture. <laughs> today, I'm welcomed by Chris Vergara, one of the coolest up-and-coming <laughs> directors, cinematographers, um, visual, creative, marketing, branding, guys that I know. <laughs> and uh, man, me and Chris go way back. Yes, sir. like 2018, tw uh, I had met you in, it was a, it was a party, it was a Sprato party. Yep. I think Jeremiah was there, mm -hmm. Solo Solo was performing. Wow. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. That is the first time we all met. Yes, that's the first time we met. Damn. Back in 2018, I was yep. in there. Just trying to network. I saw you running around with the camera, mm -hmm. and you had like the screen. Yeah. Like the, and then I, I literally, I think I just walked up to you and I said like, "Hey, who are you, man?" Mm -hmm. Because anybody with a camera at an event, that's what I do. I remember that was my first time putting together a video for a live event, and then seeing like my old music or all my music videos on the projector behind. Because my friend Jovanis, he was performing at that event. Like seeing the music videos play behind him was super dope for me. And that was my first time actually like immersing myself in like the Chicago scene too, like in the music scene. And I remember I was passing out my business cards, I think. Yeah, too. And I was, I was talking with Solo Solo, um, Manny, um, <laughs> Vel, all those guys. <laughs> yeah. And then- That's um, crazy. We walked up to Wemmy. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. Like, Yo, Wemmy, I want to introduce you to someone. Yeah. He was like, when did you meet this guy? I was like, right now. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a whole start of a, the relationship there too with Wemmy. And then you made you made the big mad video after that. Mm -hmm. Wow, nuts! All right, guys, this is so you guys know that me and Chris have history. Yeah, we have history. Exactly, so, exactly. Man, um, I guess just to for the sake of like hooking people, yeah, so that they're like, whoa, who's this guy? What's going on? I just want to jump straight into this Let's recent project that you did with Chance. Yeah, and uh, walk us through like how that happened and like how you went about the process and um. Anything you just like learned from it, uh, hitting two birds with one stone in the sense of like, maybe other visual people or directors are, are hearing this and they want to know how you went about it as an individual personally that they might find something cool. But then also maybe like a business person who's curious about video and creative, but this stuff is completely foreign to them, like mm -hmm. telling the story and walking through your process in a way that would like, you know, be interesting to both of those gotcha. people. Yeah, so, um, how, okay, so Taylor Bennett, um, Chance's brother, uh, we were in contact very briefly last year, so 2022, and we met at Soho House, it was me, him, his manager, Chris Mento, and Josh Jones, another director, amazing friend of mine, and we talked about doing a potential music video for Taylor, but that didn't end up working out, I think things just, you know, things got busy. Um, but over the course of a year, you know, I was working very closely with Kami, um, did a lot of awesome work with Kami in Ghana, 
doing a lot of like yeah, music videos and talk about that as well. yeah music videos and documentary work and um when i was out there in ghana i bumped into taylor again and i think it's just one of those things where it's like you know one word of mouth and then like you know the the creative scene when you pop up to these events everyone just kind of knows everyone and everyone just kind of sees everyone so you know they kind of probably became a little bit more familiar with not only my work but like you know my face and stuff like that so <laughs> I think in hey, they know who I am now, bro. <laughs> but it was it was dope because I remember I think it was April of this year Taylor had texted me um wanting to shoot a music video um and it was the Go music video which is coming out very soon and we started planning for that it was super dope and then I think after a month or a couple of weeks um I get another phone call from Taylor or like a ton of texts from Taylor and I'm and this is in May I'm flying back to LA from Chicago. I'm boarding my plane and Taylor is hitting me up nonstop. Like, Chris, like pick up your phone. Da, 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 da. And I'm texting him. I'm like, dude, like I'm about to board a plane. Can I call you in the morning? It's like, yeah, just call me as soon as you get the chance. So I get to LA. I think it's like 1am. So I'm like, I'm, I'm just going to call Taylor tomorrow. Wake up the next day. And almost immediately I call Taylor. I'm like, yo, what's up, man? And he's like, hey, like, I know we're working on this go music video, but like, did you know I manage my brother? And I'm like, chance and he's like yeah did you know i managed chance i'm like no i had no idea he's like well we have this project and we're trying to knock it out asap which is why i was like hitting your line as much as i was and you know we think you're a good fit for it and he kind of gave me the whole rundown of like um it was this amazing collaboration project and commercial between lyrical lemonade and and obviously um chance like commemorating uh acid rap it's 10 year anniversary so as he's telling me all this i'm just like this is insane like i i'm a huge fan of chance um and growing up i actually used a lot of acid rap and coloring book songs uh -huh, in my uh -huh. old vlogs and everything yeah. everything i remember my one of my first travel videos um it was with me and my high school friends. We would go out to the Lake of the Ozarks every summer. And that's been a tradition of ours like since high school. Um, one of the first ever videos I put out there, we used Favorite Song. So it's like I could uh -huh. see like it was a very full circle very moment for me. full circle yeah. moment. Yeah, that's wild, bro. Yeah. And then, I mean, then the process was, you know, fairly, it was, the process kind of spanned out between like May up until like, you know, early to mid-July up until we started shooting. And it was very collaborative where it's like, you know, I have to give a lot of flowers to Taylor and, and Chris Minto because they did a lot of like the strategy and like the planning and like reaching out to the influencers and the talent that we were working with and the locations that we were shooting at while we were focusing a lot on the creative. And like, we couldn't have done our job if, if they weren't putting in all that groundwork to make sure that we had the talent that we need to work with. And honestly, it was one of those things where it's like, when you take a couple of steps back and you look at it from like a 30,000 foot view, like it was a very genuine, authentic and collaborative and a very Chicago project, right? Having like um, our team and the production end and everything that they were doing to get the talent involved was a really, really cool thing. Yeah. Huh. Was there anything that was particularly like interesting or challenging about the whole experience? Mm -hmm. Like... Uh, what 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 to it was new because I I know this was a big thing for you yeah like this was uh this was a new hill that you had to climb yeah I, definitely. I remember I was talking about it on the, on the phone afterwards when I had found out just a little story for everyone listening when I found out that Chris made these videos because <laughs> I was sitting in, in the office right here where we're recording this 
and I'm just scrolling on my phone on IG in between like yeah. working and like going to, you know, get some, some snacks from the cupboard or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wow, these videos are so interesting. That's mm -hmm. what my brain is thinking essentially. Yeah. I was like, wow, huh? And then I'm like, this is one of the coolest, uh, like this is one of the most creative marketing campaigns I've seen in a long mm -hmm. time. This is dope because it's being shared by all these different Chicago artists on their own page, right. but it has unique videos for them. But the videos are still like categorized within a bubble of people. Yeah. Yeah, because so you have athletes, entrepreneurs, yeah, yeah. small business owners, artists. But it's also like you had like 40, 50 people involved, but it was only like 10 people or so per one. So those 10 people circulated it in their network, mm -hmm. but it wasn't like one big video where you'd get bored by the time you saw it. You, kept, you could keep seeing new videos, yeah. but still like, I hope people get what I'm saying because yeah. that's really smart. Yeah. <laughs> so then I'm scrolling and I'm like, I, I, then it was the moment that Chance reposted the his version of the video on his main page. It was like uh, by Chris Vergara. I was like, "What the <laughs> fuck?" Yeah. I was like, "No way!" And I have to, <laughs> I have to say, like, again, credit to Chance's team, credit to Chance himself, Taylor, Chris Minto, and all the other like brains on that team because the day before our last day of filming our last day of filming was at the house of kicks with chance um i pulled up there and we were just kind of going over like what we were gonna accomplish on the last shooting day and i was there with taylor and at first i thought it was just gonna be me him and minto and then all of a sudden chance walks down the stairs and we're like okay we might as well talk about what's happening tomorrow and we're bouncing ideas back and forth and then we're also talking about how we're going to market it and stuff like that and chance i think if i remember correctly chance proposed the idea of like okay well what if you know, we break it up into segments because originally I had thought, what if we just keep the scenes together and everyone just posts their scenes? But then he took it a step further and was like, what if we just post, what if each individual just posts their segment right, from each right, scene? Right, right, right. And then they say, hey, um, like, hey, Vic, uh, what do you think about this? And then Vic tags, he's like, hey, Twista, what do you think about this? So as a viewer and as an audience member, you're clicking through this rabbit hole and seeing how they all right, connect. Right, 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 and right, right. When he said that, I'm like, that's genius. Like, that's such a great way to like for get- For social media, for Instagram. That's and organically too, right? So like, again, like I just want to give them their flowers because like that was a really, really good play for that. Yeah. That was Chance's idea. Yeah. Yeah. If I remember correctly, it was Chance. Yeah. And then we're all just like, yeah. Because it's like, and then I think that's the cool thing. It's like when you're able to collaborate and speak free, freely, right? Like, and everyone just kind of throws ideas and sees what sticks. Like that was, that stuck really well. And like- the creative aspects too, where Taylor and Chance, they just kind of let me do my thing. Of course, they had some notes here and there, but I remember having conversations with Taylor uh, after takes, after shooting days where I pull him to the side. I'm like, dude, like what you're really doing here for me is like, you're allowing me to be like as creative as I want. Right, right. Like this, that's necessary. This, like this inner child of Chris, like this wacky, like imagination that I used to constantly tease, like when I was younger really got to come out right. right and you know that's that's the biggest wish you could ever ask for um as an artist i feel like having that freeness to collaborate so they really let me and my team do my thing i feel like that's the biggest wish that you could uh give anybody on it who wants that out of their work mm -hmm. well let's 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 take a little let's take a little trip down memory lane <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah talk about your early days of uh you had posted this thing on 2017 on your instagram you were like 
uh, I just graduated high school. Like now, time to fill the stereotype of becoming a doctor. Did I actually say yeah. that? That's crazy. That's crazy. You don't remember that? Oh, no, I you don't. don't know that's your caption on Instagram. I had no idea. I should probably change that. That's crazy. But that just goes to show where my head was at. So, because because it was like I that's fucking you know, like, hilarious. Like three four days ago, I'm looking at this post. Trying, preparing for this interview and I'm like oh that's so funny because obviously that's not what happened <laughs> yeah 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 clearly <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm trying to figure out like what happened bro yeah man <laughs> like oh gosh so I went to college um in in Ball State University in Indiana Muncie Indiana and that was not my first choice I actually didn't want to go to Ball State at all um I had toured like University of Southern California San Diego State um, a bunch of other colleges in the West Coast. And that's where I really wanted to end up. But scholarships and like, you know, it just wasn't practical for me to go all the way out there and spend all that money. Um, where I was getting like these scholarships and, you know, different offers from Ball State. So I kind of succumbed to like my parents' wishes. And I was like, okay, like, I guess they're right. And like, I don't want to end up graduating with all this debt. So I went to Muncie, Indiana. And it's the way the universe works. Like I was enrolled as a pre-med, pre-dental student. Exactly. The, okay. the way it intersects. Oh, okay, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I was enrolled as a pre-med, pre-dental student. I was doing, you know, all the, um, you know, all the courses like biology, chemistry, physics, all that stuff. But the people I met along the way all kind of nudged me into the direction of, hey, you should probably follow the thing that you love doing. And there's a ton of like those core memories and um, uh, those realizations through a ton of different people. But one that really sticks out to me is I was at this party and I was introduced to this guy named Joe Krause. And in college, his nickname was Passion, funny enough. Passion. Passion. Oh, that's, a, that's an interesting nickname. Yeah. And, and his whole thing was like he's just like this amazing like like – extremely optimistic really good energy and he really was empathetic and cared for like the success of all of his friends right mm -hmm. and I was introduced to him and him and his network of friends and the people that I was being introduced to they all kind of knew that I had this video background they saw like my old YouTube videos I would talk about it but they would never understand they never understood why I didn't pursue it so when I was introduced to Joe Joe heard my story and is like, you know, Ball State has a really good telecommunications program and I'm, I'm in it. Would you like to see the space, like the studio space? So I'm like, yeah, of course. So we end up leaving that party and we go into the David Letterman building. He swipes his card. We walk in through the front doors and he swipes his card again. And then we go in through the studio doors. He opens up the studio doors and I see like massive, like, like the studios, like the green screen walls, like all the walls, lights everywhere, equipment everywhere. And I think that was a core memory for me because I was like, this is what I want to do. Like, this is, this is going to plant the seed for me to actually pursue this full time. And exactly, just like that, exactly. And then from there on, man, like, I just really tried to prove it to myself that if I wanted to do video production, like, I needed to shoot. I just needed to film. Mm -hmm. So going into my second semester of my freshman year, I had just recently purchased a Sony a6500 and I spent a lot of time filming with my friends in college the same way I did in high school. We would do a lot of trips. And then in that summer going to my sophomore year, I'm like, okay, like if I really want to do this, let's like 
put my foot all the way down on the gas. Let's try to film as much as I can this summer. So that's when I started doing music videos. I had a whole travel videography era. So I ended up traveling to the Philippines and like Canada. Yeah, I saw that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you went to a lot of different countries. Yeah. And like, because my whole thing was at that time, like, I love travel videography. So I really wanted to get in that space, like Sam Colder, Matt Como, like those are like the huge guys in the space. And that's kind of what my summer was focused on. So I took a group of my high school friends out to the Philippines. We worked with a travel agency. We worked with a travel agency out there and they were able to give us a little bit of a discount for our trip out there. It's so long as I captured a ton of videos. It was like a dream come true. And then, you know, when the summer was coming to an end and like I knew I had to kind of enroll for my new classes, I'm like, okay, you proved it to yourself. You did all this really cool stuff, but like, are you going to commit to it? So the way I committed to it was instead of dropping completely to telecommunications, I switched from pre-med and pre-dentistry to physical therapy. So I was like, I'm just going to take it a tier lower. And then mm -hmm. part of those classes was an anatomy class. And the first day of that anatomy class, they put down like this massive like packet of vocab words that I had to have like memorized by the end of the week. I took it, put it in my backpack, left the classroom, went to my academic counselor and was like, all right, I'm switching to telecommunications, video production. Made the switch and I started studying the courses. And like, and that's a whole nother thing. From there up until my senior year, I realized like where I wanted to get to shouldn't be limited to the curriculum that the university was right, offering. Right, right, right. So that's when I started driving back and forth from Ball State University to Chicago. That's like a four and a half hour drive there and another four and a half hour, four and a half hour drive back. And I did that like my entire college career with, you know, a good friend and a business partner of mine, Zach Roy. And things just kind of snowballed. I mean, that's, that's everything kind of distilled. But yeah, man. That's fascinating. I mean, a couple of things from what you just said, like one, the fact that uh, what you learn and what you do shouldn't be constrained to the curriculum and the education that's huge in my life but that could that could go on and you just going all in on your work yeah i remember that was one of the first things i remember from talking to you when i first met you was i was like so yo like how long have you been doing it was at that party at that party with Wemmy and sprato with yeah. Zello and manny blah, blah, blah. and he and you were like yeah man well i've made like da -da 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 videos it was so, it was a it was a lot it was like a hundred plus something like over the course of the last year or something, you, you had made a lot of videos and I had just got off the back end of, be, of being a freelance videographer myself. Hustle gurus. Right? Hustle gurus. Yeah, yeah classic. And, <laughs> and I remember how much energy and effort it took for me to coordinate and uh, write scripts for and, and set up set up the equipment for and, and edit and edit everything. I was trying to put out a video every four days mm -hmm. and uh, I just remember I only got to like, I don't know, 20 to 30. Mm -hmm videos and you were like busting them bitches out like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like yeah man. i was like wow yeah. that's how i knew in that moment that you were onto something because i knew how hard i was working and i was like if this guy can keep up that kind of consistency for the amount of time that he's claiming he's doing it and he seems like he's not bullshitting me right now i was like that's impressive yeah and and it all distills itself to that idea of like you just have to put in the work and get the experience of 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 doing it mm -hmm. doing it and then like obviously recognizing that it's going to be hard but like this is something that has reaffirmed like my belief and has kept me going is like i mean there's been a ton of low points like there's a ton of things that i haven't touched on like really really low stuff that's happened in my personal life and, and throughout this career go ahead um but the thing that's all i've always told myself is like it's never a matter of if but when mm. you know at the end of the day it's just like what is it um 
I forget the phrase, but it's like, yeah, if you just don't give up, things are like talent will always get recognized. And if you if you can be a good person, too, and like be genuine <laughs> and authentic about it, truly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's like, I mean, that like what more can you like ask for, you know, so walk us through your your uh, hero's arc of the film <laughs> journey. Oh, man, there's a ton. Well, obviously having to deal with like my parents i'm a first generation filipino american mm -hmm. so my parents immigrated in the early 90s and i'm the eldest and they're both in the medical field mm -hmm. so they had um large aspirations for me and wanting to be the first doctor in our family or the like a medical professional in our family and when i told them that i dropped my course that was like their world shattered Damn. rightfully so though like i can't i can't blame them for that right it's 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 their beliefs and it's their and it's it's our culture right so um i've learned to not like resent them for mm -hmm. that um so that was a huge hurdle to overcome but i think you know as i mentioned i drive ba drive back and forth from ball state to chicago four and a half hour drive there here four and a half hour drive back that's like 10 hours with traffic, right? Doing that almost every weekend, knowing that my friend group in college, they were having parties, they were all making these like core memories while in college, like that hurt having mm -hmm. to leave that behind. Every time I would leave my apartment or leave the house that I was staying at, um, all my friends were like, all right, man, we'll see you starting next week. Or it's like, oh, you're not gonna stick around for the weekend. And that sucked. I would miss my friend's birthdays party, birthday parties. I would miss like college games. I would miss a lot, like some of the, the true college ex or college experience, right? And when I would drive out to Chicago, sometimes I even drive out all the way to like Ohio or Missouri and St. Louis. I had um, a lot of work out in St. Louis. I would do really small budget music videos and I would put all of it into the production of the video. So I would end up making like 50 bucks at the end of the day, at the end of the day, after all that time, after driving there, shooting, driving Riding. back. I mean, I, I vividly remember like pulling over on the side of the road on the way back from St. Louis. And you know, it, it was pretty late at night and I was just like breaking down. I was like, is this worth it? Yeah, like is what I'm doing worth it? But then like, you know, you get these little wins and these little wins start to stack up and your confidence starts to build up. And I'm like, oh wow, it's like, it's possible. People are starting to notice. Um, I'm starting to become a lot better at my craft. Like all of these things build confidence. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then by the time I graduated college, I wasn't driving out to states anymore. I was flying out to states. And that was like, yeah. Let's go. Yeah, so like a couple of days before we graduated college, me and my business partner, Zach Roy, we knocked out a music video with our friend um, Jay and g -Eazy, like two days before we graduated college. I remember that. Yeah. I was tweet. Wait, tell us about that. Yeah. Wait, tell us. You just have so many cool experiences with like um, like okay. Well, let let us finish up a little bit of your story, but then just like tell us like three projects off the top of your head yeah. that are like some of your favorite projects and why. But like, yeah, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. No, no, it's good. No, it's it. It's actually crazy because I don't think I've, I've I've gotten to like these specifics in a long time with anyone. So mm -hmm. like, it's kind of like a trip down memory lane for me too. But yeah, man, like you know those drives are tough. Um. And like in the winter times, like just driving through snowstorms, like um, I had a long distance relationship at that time too. Um, and of course, like I'm doing this full time. There was an expectation that like we're doing all this work. So by the time we graduate college, there will be an influx of work, right? And mm -hmm. then we'll just kind of walk into a ton of different clientele because of all the quality work, quality that we had thought um, would attract, right? But 
funny enough, when we graduated college, like I think at least for me, the first couple of months, the first four months out of college, like was dry. Like, where's the work? Yeah, where's the work? And it was really discouraging because like, you know, my friends are, they're getting their jobs. Mm -hmm. um, everyone's starting their careers. And I'm just like, I sacrificed, Zach and I sacrificed a lot. All this extra time only to end up seemingly with. Exactly. No, no work. Mm -hmm. So then it was a whole thing. It's like, you know, as an artist, as a creative, as a freelancer, as an entrepreneur, right? Like there's, there's that, there's that creeping doubt that comes into play a lot and it, it can be paralyzing and it was super paralyzing for me. I definitely went through a moment of like, do I even want to do this anymore? Like, and there's shoots that would pop up. Like, I just felt like it wasn't authentic and it wasn't like the, I wasn't creating the type, of, the type of art I wanted to create, you know, but you know, things end up shaping out. And that's what I said. Like, if you just keep going and you kind of just sift through the noise, you'll eventually end up where you, where you want to get to. And you know, two years now I've been out of college and I think things are starting to shape out. I'm actually starting to see the fruits of my, I'm starting my to see the fruits of this shit, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you know, it just as much as me, right? Yeah, like, you, yeah. how it's, it's wild. It's, it's crazy. And it's like, I mean, yeah, you could probably relate to all the self-doubt stuff too. Like wondering what the hell am I doing? But then like, like mm. I said, you stack those wins over and over and over again. Then like, for me, I think the biggest thing that transpired in the last year and a half was that I really start to just like believe in myself, right? Mm -hmm. Up until that point, I did kind of believe in myself, but I was really relying on like the words of others and like the yeah. affirmations of others. But now I've really stepped into this, like, like I'm owning it. Like, yeah, I do this and I'm right. good at what I do. I can get better for sure. Um, and there's always room to grow. It's always a learning thing no matter what, but like I'm, I'm good at what I do. And um, I have an amazing team that's cultivated like this amazing like working environment, um, a team that I consider family and like real again, really owning that confidence, I think has what has helped me what has helped catapult me into like this new season, like within my career, being able to work with um, the artists and the uh, different clients that I've been able to work with. So let's go i'm proud of you man Thank i can you, relate to three thousand bajillion jigilalian percentages <laughs> yeah. yeah you know man it's just the similar kind of stuff i could go on and on but this is your interview what's next okay uh <laughs> let's what take it take us through like a couple of your favorite projects it could have been um what you do with kami and ghana or uh the the Jeezy thing or man you've done a lot of you've done a lot yeah, this of really is a, this interesting is actually a really hard question you've done a lot of dope stuff well well if first then just tell us like off the top of your head what are some just cool projects like it, it, uh, aside any like uh, fear of sounding like you're a name dropper or you're just like <laughs> <laughs> or you're just like boastful just like throw out some cool stuff you've done and as you think about things okay so first one I have to shout out like No More Heroes, uh, Laka Films, and, and Brandon Holmes. That's crazy that you worked with No More Heroes and Laka. So, Brandon Holmes, he's one of the co-founders of No More Heroes, uh -huh. and Brandon Holmes, I think he's a, I think he's two years older than me, but he went to my high school. He went to Yorkville High School, and um, he reached out to me because I was for the first couple of years of my career, I was like a solo run and gun music video videographer. And I never had done like the whole work with the crew, work with the DP, Gaffer, mm -hmm, Grip, all mm -hmm. these different departments. So I'll never forget it was my junior year. 
And in my junior year, I actually kind of finessed um, my fall semester by telling my university I had a uh, internship so I didn't have to be on site at university. And the internship was my own company. <laughs> um, but hey, yeah, that's it, how you do it. That's it, how you do it. It was pretty funny. But um, uh, Brandon Orlaco, or I think both of them hit me up. They're like, hey, we have this music video for this artist named Elgato. Do you want to shoot it? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll shoot it. I thought it was going to be no different than what I've been doing up until that point. thought I was just going to pull up with a camera and just like, you know, just wave the camera around, whatever. That's and, what I did for a long time. Too. Yeah. And then they end up telling me, yeah, this is a, a project where, you know, you get to work with a crew. So you'll have a DP, a gaffer, a grip, a What's first a gaffer? A gaffer, they're the person that is in charge of like um, setting up the lights. Okay. And um, there's definitely a much better, more accurate de like description to what a gaffer is. But they, okay. they work with the DP to figure out like the lighting style and they manipula manipulate the lights in a way that the DP wants. Interesting. Um, uh, but they, they're telling me I have this entire crew. So I'm playing it off pretty cool. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, that's, that's cool. I have extra hands. Um, but as I slowly approach the shoot date, I'm kind of freaking out because they're telling me, like, make sure you have the equipment you want on site. Like, we're finding all these locations for you. And I'm like, D I think I started to realize that I'm stepping into, like, a whole nother realm of production. Yeah, interesting. You're, like, going from all of the responsibility just being on you as an individual mm -hmm. to suddenly you're responsible for this larger ecosystem of a team. Exactly. And that requires you to do things totally differently. But mm -hmm. also keep in mind, like, if I don't bring these things that people, these people need, then... Exactly. What am I, what am I, what's what am I offering? Happen? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like, I was working with like seasoned professionals. Mm -hmm. And I remember, you now I drove from Ball State to Chicago again. And this was the night, the day before the shoot. I met up with the director of photography at a uh, breakfast cafe. I think it's like 10, it was at like 9 or 10 p.m. And it was first time meeting him. And I sit down with him and I'm pretty much like, hey, this is my first time working with a crew. Like, I'm going to lean on your expertise. Like, I would love for you to nudge me in the right direction. Like, I clearly don't know everything. This is my first time working with a, a crew this large. So, like, I'm definitely going to lean on your expertise. And um, long story short, like, the shoot ended up going really, really well because I think I was transparent and they saw that I was just starting out. And funny enough, all those, uh, like, crew members or the majority of them they were the same crew members that worked with me on the chance shoot hmm. so they they saw my start into this industry and into this career and like the you know the filmmaking world with the crews and productions and stuff like that and and they've been there ever since and they've opened up their resources to me and they've lended me a hand and they were extremely generous and at that time they believed in me more than i believed in myself and i mean i consider them like close friends now and i've worked with them a couple of times and the chance project being one of them so that was really special to me because that was the first time i realized oh wow like i can do this like i can work on these bigger productions mm -hmm. never had the skill set to do so but i just threw myself in there it was a very you figured it out figured yeah. it out and since then i never looked back um Another shoot that comes to mind that was really dope was doing that G-Eazy uh, um, J music video a couple days before I graduated college. Um, obviously, the Chance Project was huge. I was full circle in a ton of different ways. And a couple months before the Chance Project, back in May of this year, we did a, I did my first short film. And we actually shot mm. it in my hometown of Yorkville, Illinois. 
and the subject matter had to deal with a lot of the things that me and my friend group um, talk about all the time. And it revolved around one of my best friends, Zach Mazouk, who's like the founder of Treehouse Studios, which this it's this indie creative label that started in his attic in Yorkville. And it was a coming of age film talking about like believing in yourself and like um, the lessons you learn along your journey. So that was also very full circle because I looked around the crew, I looked around the set and I saw like my parents were there catering for us, right? They were there like providing a roof for all of my friends that were in Chicago that were spending the night in Yorkville to make this set happen. Um, had old friends pull up to that shoot. So like it's a lot of the, the, the projects that are the most special to me are the ones where like I can look around and I can see the people that were there since the very beginning. But like all of us are elevated in our skill sets, right? That's truly like building with a community and building with your friends and building with your family at that point. Um, and that has been the majority of these projects these these last couple months and within the last year and a half. So, and of course, okay, one more project. Going out to Ghana was really cool with Kami. Yeah, that, one, that sounds so fun. Yeah. I'm gonna go to Ghana. Yeah, it was dope, man. <laughs> it was very, very I'm gonna cool. go everywhere. Yes, dude, yes, yes. We have to. We have to do a trip. <laughs> I wonder. Have you ever thought? Have you ever wanted to do the uh, go visit every country on the world bucket list thing? Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Hit all these different countries. Check it out for like. Yeah, I think um, a day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, check out all the countries in a day. <laughs> yeah, man. But. So so earlier when we when we first hopped into the studio, you had uh, mentioned something in passing that was so interesting, which is like a lot of people they see you and they they just think mm. of you as um, as a director or a cinematographer or someone who's really good at the video angle, but you also are really passionate, enthusiastic, and see the value of the broader kind of like marketing and branding yep. aspect of what you do and uh, being, a, being a strategist on the marketing side yep. and um, thinking about sales and thinking about to a lot of people, this stuff might sound like boring, might sound too businessy, but you see the creative within it. And yep. I'm really curious to just get your, get your take on that. Yeah. So you just touched on it. Like if you were to tell me a couple of years ago that I'd be, I mean, I've always had an interest in entrepreneurship, right? But like when it comes to starting a business or like in this case, like working and like helping create and cultivate like an agency, like a marketing agency type setting, um, there are a lot of things that I didn't realize that you have to learn about, like sales and like, like hiring people and then like the whole marketing funnel in general. And it's like that in itself, I have found to be an art like understanding how each piece kind of connects, right? And seeing that broader picture and like even bigger than that, to stay true to my why, right? I, I, I'm an artist first, but seeing how the art and the story can stay consistent throughout all of that, I think is an art. And <laughs> it's hey, like, a, like a graphic. <laughs> consistent. Consistent. Hey. But I think my love for it <laughs> and like, deep diving into like the marketing world and like really understanding like the systems and processes. I think that truly came out of necessity, especially after mm. college, because I thought that the art itself, um, like I said, I thought like just making cool stuff in itself was going to attract a ton of work. Right. And in my situation, it didn't. So I was like, how can I take this a step further? And most importantly, it's like the people that I'm working with, how can I get eyes in front of the cool stuff that we're making, right? And like, I've had the amazing opportunity to work with a ton of artists in Chicago, but 
you know, I always wanted to, we always wanted to take a, a step further of like, let's not just create a music video, but let's create like a series of, of like pieces of content that will drop up to like the, the final release of the video, but then even past that. Okay. But let's package that. And like, let's do an entire like visual look. Mm. Let's, let's create a visual universe where all these music videos connect. So like, you know, maybe you don't see huh. it on the first go around. Maybe you don't see it on the first go around. But like, if you're a true fan, by like the third, fourth music video, you start seeing. Oh, that's so exactly. interesting. Exactly. I've never even thought of this concept. Mm -hmm. So like, like, Danny said, hey, who's done this? I haven't seen it yet. You know, I think, I think people who, who pe came up with this idea. Did you come up with this idea? Definitely not. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but I think, I think people do it intentionally and unintentionally. Yeah, and yeah, I think. Yeah. I think I was really inspired by like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, that's the first thing that came to mind. It's like, huh, that sounds like some Marvel thing. And it's like, <laughs> like, why can't we do that with like the artists that we're right, working right, with? And right. huh. so I think I have to put, I have to really say this and emphasize this. It's like the biggest thing, what's really impactful for me is when these artists and whoever else I work with, they're letting me into their world. They're trusting me to bring their world to life and put elements of my world and elements of how I see the world into their vision. And that's, that's a very intimate thing. So I want to stress that. So hmm. two artists that I've worked with um, for almost two years now, uh, or maybe three, I don't even know. They go by uh, Better Known As and Lemonade 80s. And they came to me. Lemonade 80s is raw. Yeah. Shout out to Lemonade 80s. Yeah. Both those guys are raw, man. And Shout out to Lemonade 80s. I was introduced to them through um, one of my good friends and a DP that I've worked with consistently, Kane Camacho. And Kane was like, hey, I got these artists that want to shoot a music video. Like, you want, Are you interested? And when I had that first initial conversation and then we kind of like talked about like the work that they've done in the past, what I saw was like there was a blank slate and they're just developing as artists. So it's like, why not create this like very strong visual brand through a music video, but keep that consistent with all the videos that we create. So if you do decide to get signed to a label, or if you do decide to find a distro deal, whatever, you have all this like leverage in a sense that you've already created a brand, you know what I mean? And then that kind of became a foundation of like experimenting with different ways of like, how else can we market a music right, video? Right, right, right. Right, because it's like, you know, it's also, yeah. I don't like know, once just, you have the brand now, then it's like, how can we figure out new ways to express the core of theme mm -hmm. of this brand? Exactly. Like, and if you think about it, like uh, from from the way I see it, it's like every project takes it's a life of its own, right? It's like it it can be, and sometimes is a reflection of what the artist is going through in that period of life, right? Take mm -hmm. a look at, um, I, f I forget the name of the, the whole album, but like The Weeknd, for example, right? When he started embodying these characters through each album and the stories were like consistent throughout, it's like when you can make that connection and you have these intimate conversations with these artists and really get to know them and where they're at and the why behind the music that they're creating in that time, but then bringing that to life visually and putting a plan behind that, it's just so much fun, man. It's just a ton of fun. So I think that's where a lot of, um, that's where like the love for the strategy kind of started to come about. That was a lot. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, why are you sorry? The, the, um, <laughs> a lot of, um, I have like three questions yeah. that I'm not sure which one to ask. Okay. So when an artist comes up to you, that they have like a concept for a video. 
or they don't even have a concept. Yeah. But like, like someone comes up to you and they say like they want to do a project. What are the questions that you ask them? Like, let's say someone comes up to you and they're like, yo, like, I want to do this video called 5,000 backflips on a boat. And they, it's like the video is like 5,000 backflips on a boat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, from the artist's perspective or for the, from the business person's perspective watching this, like, what do they, what, what would it be better for them to have thought through in mind before they come to a videographer for to, to ask mm. something out of them rather than hey let me get a video bro i'm just trying to pinpoint like whether or not i actually do have like a set series of questions that i do ask or if it's very situational it's, i think it's very it's always situational because like you know everyone's different but like i always like to extract like the why and like you know yeah the why behind the song or like the project and then i always ask like if they do have an idea up front I always try to build on top of that. And I always ask, like, are you open to other ideas? Like, are you open to, like, me just kind of putting my own thing into it? Mm. Just really feeling out the conversation. Um, I think what's really helped, hmm. um, I, I guess what's helped me in the past is, like, in these last couple of videos that I've worked on, like, the artist kind of knew foundationally what they wanted. They knew the look That's and the style. Um, You're like... This is because this could be applied to a lot of stuff. Sorry not to cut you off, but I had a light bulb moment. Yeah. You're like, how tied to you are you to this specific vision, and how much space is there for you to let me kind of jump into that? Which is just what you tied back to your concept earlier, which mm -hmm. is like, it's a very intimate thing for you to let someone else influence your yeah. influence your your vision. And I think that just comes down to like just me as like a person. Like I have never been the one to take sides or like it's black or white right you know what i mean it's like there's always a way to merge and i think that's really put into practice when i am having these intimate conversations with these artists right um like when we we're coming up with a couple of music videos for better known as in lemonade 80s like like i have to give a lot of credit to lemonade 80s um because shout out lemonade 80s because like he, he's like i've never even met him but we just like like each other from the internet. Yeah, <laughs> you guys will be very soon, but like his creative direction is unreal. And it's like, he has these worlds already pre-made or like the foundation of a world. And like, he just trusts me to like build on top of that. Right, And but like, it's very situational because sometimes an artist is like, I have no idea what I wanna do. Um, this is the grand feel of the project or the single. Like what, you know, what, what does it bring out in you? So then that's an opportunity for me to look at like what's going on in my life and what's currently influencing me and bringing that to life. So it's, it, there's really no process, but I think the thing that I'd say you have to start with is build that relationship with the artist, build that intimacy, get to know them, get to know their why, like, and just have like genuine conversations. I had this talk with another artist that I'm working with, Dry Boy, who's out in LA, and I'm actually. I went. I I, I went. I uh, I hung out at Dry Boy's crib. Yeah. When I was in LA, yeah, it was man. solo. Yeah, that's so dope. And we I'm went to some strange uh, bar. It wasn't strange. It was cool. But <laughs> it was an LA bar. <laughs> it was an LA bar. <laughs> they're all doing karaoke, and they're like, That's so hilarious. Wait, you know that song I'm talking about? Uh, not that song. You know, you know what I'm talking about? I think I'd have to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would recognize the song if it was in the right tone. 
Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, driveway school. Driveway. But like, we, he's gearing up for um, a couple of releases. And I was telling him that like, what works best for me is like, I just want to know like where you're at in your life and what are you putting into this project? And I can contrast that to opportunities I've gotten through like video commissioners from labels where they are like, here's the concept. This is what the artist wants. Can you just write on it? That's cool too. It works. But for me, it's less intimate. It's less personal because you're dealing with someone in the middle. You're not having phone calls. You're not having in-person meetings with the artists at that level. And I found that all of my best work has come through meeting face-to-face, -face, talking through ideas, getting to know them, understanding their why, and, and yeah, just hearing about their life experiences. So how can I take that and put it into a video? That's the, hmm. I think. Interesting. So all that to say, I don't know if I have like a systematic process. I think a lot of it just comes naturally, but I think it starts at building that relationship with an artist and whoever it is you work with, really. It's a people game. It's, it's not a game. It's a, it's, a, it's a relationship industry, like business, the arts, like yeah, if you yeah, nurture that, no, really. if you nurture that first and you stay authentic, whatever that means to you, um, and your intentions are good, I only think, I only think good things can happen from that. Yeah. So do you take deliberate time just to like get to know the person more or how much do you like get to know them? So to speak, it just happens to... naturally. Okay. Okay. It's like over time. It's like if, um, I think what's helped is then, no, go ahead, yeah. what's helped is that like I, I've worked with a lot of the same artists for the last couple of years. Mm. So just over time, I've gotten to know them, but like, you know, so do you think there's a val like a compounding value in working with the same people over a period of time? Yeah, absolutely. Interesting. Because it's like, so one of my good friends and mentors and um, someone that really believed in me when I first moved to LA, his name is Mike Barrow. Um, he had told me that when he first started out his career in like the marketing world at, uh, I think Republic Records, like he saw, he was acquainted with, you know, people from different departments or different people in the same position, but in different labels. And you keep tabs here and there. But after five years, you, you're still keeping tabs, you're acquainted with them. After 10 years, you know, you start to develop a little bit more of a relationship. Um, but then you see that like after 10, 15 years, you guys still all know each other, but you're all elevated right, like in right, your careers, right? right? right, right. And like right now, damn near. Exa well, exactly. I mean, think about this. Like last time we had a, a sit-down podcast was 2019. 2019, and the look do where we're at now. Exactly. And even like, and even them. So I think Prem's everywhere around the city, DJ. Dude, now. he's killing it right now. Every it's club, I'm, every other night, I'm at a re whatever venue I'm at. It's like I look around. There's Prem yeah. at the DJ booth, like, and that just goes to show. I think it didn't really like hit me until recently. It's like that's what it means to like build. Like I think mm -hmm. a lot of like the. In my early start of my career and even like up until last year, like <clears throat> I put a lot of emphasis in emailing like video commissioners or agencies so like I can get representat representation as a director, right? Um, and I, that's still a, a good strategy to do, but to fully rely on that I think isn't the best approach for me. And it's like, why not just build with the people that I've already been building with and the people that have believed in me in the same way that I believe in them. Like D2X, for example, he just dropped a project, mm. right? We've been working with each other for the last two years and he's doing really, really well. He, he yeah, crossed 100,000 streams within a week of his project being put wow. out as an independent artist. 
um, Kami, he gave me the opportunity to go out to Ghana with him. And we've been building and creating these awesome visual worlds together, better known as Eliminated 80s. It's like, and all these people are from Chicago. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's and true. it's like build within your community. That's true. Um, and you'll just see, just you just give it some time and you'll see that we're all elevated. For together. real, for real. Yeah. No, I'm, <laughs> yes, bro. Yes, yes. 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 Absolutely. <laughs> um, do, 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 do. I hope I'm not rambling. <laughs> no, no, no. This is great. This is great. This is great. Uh, as, as, a direct, as a director and someone who's done like corporate stuff, mm -hmm. uh, music videos, um, more lifestyle stuff. Yeah. Um, like the dynamics between the differences <clears throat> in these works. Like for, in my experience as a freelance videographer, it was like the corporate stuff was kind of a lot more lucrative but it was also like boring mm -hmm. or you just wouldn't be excited to like post it on your mm -hmm. feed yeah and be like hey guys look i just worked with billy billy's incorporated yeah like people aren't gonna be like yo fire emoji on the maybe they mm -hmm. will but you post chance the rapper's video and that's so much more exciting to associate yourself with and that's so, and that's like the whole sorry to cut you off go ahead, go ahead but that's like the whole tricky thing about social media it's like you're only posting the things you want to post you're cur curating an image hmm. by yourself like i said like i'm not posting all the failures and a lot of the bullshit yeah, that yeah. i went through um but rick rubin i think he had said something to the extent of was like if you have to take a side job or another job to support your art so be it right, right. so i'm behind the scenes i am doing like i've done wedding videos from time to time um you know maybe a couple a year i'm doing commercial projects Were those lucrative the uh, wedding videos oh yeah like the wedding industry is, is lu lucrative in the sense of like it's they like pay well yeah yeah <laughs> any anything like you you could do like commercial <laughs> like, <pro> me, like, <laughs> <laughs> like commercial projects and like uh -huh. um uh, small ads for businesses and it's like you you got to do those things to kind of stay afloat you know um and i used to think that it was a bad thing or that i was like like drifting away from like my why yeah but if you Just dig if you dig deep if enough, you dig deeper, it's all a stepping stone. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you can meet people in those jobs that can help elevate you, or like you pick up different skills, right? Like like Chris Nolan recently said um, in an interview, I think something to the extent of like he was doing like commercial productions and like corporate gigs, and all the little things he learned on that translated in the movies that he's making, right? So it's like if you there, you can learn right. so much, it all like bleeds in mm -hmm. together. But now, given that's a very optimistic perspective is, that's true and it's taken me some time to realize that but what helps is like when i do those projects i am trying to invite and like work with the people that i've already worked with to make it a little bit more of a fun environment you know because it can bleed in together but it can also bleed in together less effectively than doing something else exactly yeah like you could spend 20 years building couches to get better at holding your camera <laughs> yeah or, yeah it just or, has to make sense <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious but you know what i'm saying yeah. or you could do this thing over here like film other kinds of videos and it speeds up the anyway yeah 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 man huh huh what um well what are you up to right now like what's in the world of chris vergara right now what stuff you're working on that you're excited about who are people you're working with that you're excited about? I know we touched on this a little bit already, but just like what's going on today that you're like enthusiastic about? Yeah, in the in the music video, like music entertainment route, like I have a lot of projects in the works with Sunny, um, Kami, and Dry Boy. A lot of them are just like 
building these worlds, right? So like a lot of those, and I'm also, when I first moved out to LA, I was introduced to who I mentioned, Mike Barrow, and he he was kind enough to like open his doors to me and, and, and let me communicate my story and my background, what it is I want to do. And Mike has a, a very successful track record in the music industry. He was the VP of marketing, I think, um, at like Universal Music Groups and what? Warner Music Groups. Yeah. Um, he had told me. This is your, do you know this person? He's, I consider him a mentor. Yeah, really? And a, and a friend. Yeah. And he Who's this guy? My, this is the guy I was going to connect you with. Oh, Mike Barrow. Yeah, yeah. say less, bro. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> yes. And okay, like, we'll, we'll talk. We, we'll talk. We'll talk. Yeah. We'll talk. We'll talk. But like, you know, <laughs> the biggest thing is like, you want people to like believe in you and see yeah, potential yeah, in yeah. you. And Mike saw that in me and he was kind enough fire. to invite me into this project that he's been working so passionately about and has been marinating in his head for like I think a, a couple years now um, but it's called word of mouth and it's like this intersection of uh, music culture because he has a very extensive music background Dunch. yeah there it is uh, <laughs> nice there you go and and food because he loves like um he's a huge foodie mm, food so mm, like anthony, food too anthony bourdain style type stuff damn r.i.p seriously man i was really taken aback when that happened I was like, I don't know. We were we were only like 17, 18 or something. And it's crazy too because it's like I don't think I really immersed myself into like the world of Anthony Bourdain and like food culture like that until after his passing. And especially mm. working on this project with Mike, he really put me on to like, like the cultural impact and like the significance of like what Anthony Bourdain was doing. And that project that we're working on, the word of mouth project, like – it's it's looking really good. We just wrapped up season one. Or, I mean, we're wrapping up season one right now. And what uh, is this? Are you not allowed? Are you not allowed to disclose a lot? Um, I'm so curious now. I'm like, I so, got to No, know. so it's a reality TV series. We have six episodes done. He uh. was kind enough. Again, Mike's the brains behind this. He's the writer, um, executive producer. This is under his production company. Um, the director. He brought me on as a co-director, a DP, and as an editor. So for since April. Or no, from March to end of May, we shot six episodes and I've been editing them and uh, we're positioning them in some very fun ways. Um, I don't know what I can disclose. So that's that's enough. And we'll see. I we'll think see. I think that's more than most people know. So you just got it. The intersection exclusive. There, there you go. <laughs> there you go. That's awesome. Wow, that's so cool, huh? Interesting. What about um what do you want to do in Ooh. the future? What's Chris, what's Chris, where does Chris want to take his life? Where, what, who are the kind of people that he wants to meet and associate with and build with? And what's the kind of stuff? Does he want to go like eat a piece of bamboo in Cambodia? Does he want to go like, <laughs> I don't even know if there's any bamboo in Cambodia. Yeah. Is there? I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> that was maybe a little bit strange of me to say, but, um, <laughs> is there, do you want to, do you want to go like, uh, surf in Miami? Do you want to go like, um, collaborate with uh drake in in australia uh, on a rock you know what i'm saying like pretty much everything that i'm doing now but at its highest discipline so in both business you know and and in the arts so as a director i want to continue working on like these amazing like world building type of projects across any genre right like music videos um, documentaries, commercial work. I don't really want to put myself in a box, but on the business standpoint of that, like I want to be able to 
put those projects in front of a ton of eyes, right? Um, having a say and, and being able to work with teams to um, market those products um, and, and those pieces of art. So I think that's where I'm at right now. And like, uh, oh yeah, I would just love to work with just like some of the leaders in, in both of those spaces. Like obviously like Cole Bennett is a huge inspiration of mine, like uh, Edgar Estevez and Christian Breslauer. Those are some of my favorite directors right now. And there's a ton of others too. Um, well, but wasn't Cole like involved in the lyrical lemonade chance thing, and you were like at the at the Juice World uh, yeah. thing with him? And so I'm sure you've run into him a few times yeah. already. Have you guys ever talked about like anything? <laughs> <laughs> anything? <laughs> we we crossed paths for sure. <laughs> That's not what I meant. Like, I meant you. <laughs> <laughs> oh god that's hilarious <laughs> but you know you know what i mean like oh yeah have you have you ever like entertained the idea to him like yo cole it would be cool if like one day we did more formal work together or something yeah. like that um i we've uh he's we've he's checked in on me a couple of times and like it's just really cool because like i really look up to cole he's from plano illinois i'm from yorkville the towns are right close yeah the towns are right next to each other okay and cole he invited me out to something called the lyrical lemonade cypher 4.0 this was in 2018 or no i'm sorry 2016 and i remember i skipped my last period of math class to drive out to the city to recap this event and laka was there and uh, i think a guy named uh j visuals was out there too and that was my first time seeing like the creative scene in Chicago. And this was right before Cole had his little Uzi Vert concert. So he made it, he made me realize that like a career in this was possible and the blending of art and business at its highest discipline was possible. Right. So yeah, I, we've had some conversations here and there and, but more so just talking about like, Hey, how have you been? Like, what's, what's up? And he's reached out to me, you know, once or twice. And it's just cool to like, uh, there was one moment where he gave me my flowers and I was really, really stoked because like I, I look up to him in a lot of different ways. So who knows? Maybe something will happen in the future. We'll put it out there in the universe. Huh, what else? Where, whatever you want to say, wrap it up, man. This The floor is yours to plug stuff, to, to shout things out, to talk about what you want people to know. Hmm. The one thing I want to say is, uh, I can't stress this enough, but um, it's very important to have and surround yourself with a good team. And that's why I keep saying, like, I want to give my flowers to this person or that person. Because it's like, um, I've done a lot of great things in my career and I'm excited to do more. But, like, none of it is possible without crew member it's none of it is possible without like the crew members working on the sets none of it is possible without the collaboration from the artist and the artist teams right and it's like when you surround yourself with people that want to build something and are excited about building it the energy is just unmatched and like this chance project for example like i had an, an amazing production team working with me and like pascal Pauliki, he's been a uh, a mentor of mine for years and i just consider him family like he was one of the first people there at the start of my career, right? And and he's still here. Zach Mazuk, all the guys at Treehouse. Like, there's just, I can't stress it enough. It's just very important to surround yourself with good people and, and build with them. Because um, if you guys are all on the same wavelength, you can really accomplish anything. So, just look at us now. 
Look at us now. Look at well, us now. And look at us soon. Exactly. exactly. Well, thank you so much, Chris. I really appreciate you, you coming on to the intersection because you are someone. You are one of the coolest people <laughs> Thanks, at the man. forefront of technology, business, culture, and the arts. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today. My, my brother. Appreciate you, Doug. Let's go.